<laughs> sex on the beach. Is it overrated, underrated, classy, not classy? What's the rules? Sex on the beach? Oh my God, it's been forever since I've had sex on the beach. <laughs> uh, oh, actually, mm, last year. <laughs> but that was in the water. Does that count? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Burning Oh my gosh, she's back in hell. We're with Countess Luanda Lesseps. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you, darling. It's so good to see you. First time we did an interview mm -hmm. was over Zoom during the hardcore quarantine. And now we are in person. You're glowing. Oh. As iconic as ever. <laughs> it's, it is an honor and a privilege to have you on and pick your brain. How are you? How are we doing? You know, I'm doing good. I am um, just getting over a cold. So you're my first person that I've seen in person. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I'm feeling a lot better today. So that's the good news. I just got back from Mexico. Mm -hmm. And I had a fabulous time. <laughs> fabulous. Um, Dancing, beach, it was amazing. Yoga, you know. All also lifting weights. Lifting. Oh, you saw that. There's a photo of you. I don't, <laughs> it looks like you have 200 pounds and you're in this like <laughs> gorgeous bikini looking, just crushing. <laughs> how, how do you look so good in paparazzis? Uh, I, you know what? I did, don't know because I had no <laughs> idea somebody was taking that picture. First of all, I was, a sh I was so shocked. I was like, oh my God, I thought I was alone on the beach lifting dumbbells. Perfect form. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's so funny because somebody was actually taking, a friend was taking a picture of me. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to pose for uh -huh. my friend, but little did I know I was posing for a paparazzi with a long lens coming from the beach. No clue. So uh, it could have been worse, that's for sure. Well, you had told me in the past because I was like, I'm going to Playa del Carmen. And you were like, honey, mm. go to Tulum. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. I finally went to Tulum for the first time. You're right. Mm -hmm. And the whole time Des was like, I could see Luann just thriving <laughs> in this running Tulum. Do you have any advice for people who go to Tulum, how do you have the most beautiful experience there? You know, it's just, for me, Tulum is like, um, I've never been to Burning Man, but I can imagine that's probably what Burning Man is close to. It's like a very communal life. Mm. And I feel like where I stay, I stay at the Amansala and there's a bikini boot camp. And, um, and I love that part because I love the exercise and I love the yoga and I love the meditation and all the holistic kind of stuff. And I love being right on the beach. Um, so I just feel like and there's a lot of partying to do there as well, yes. as you know. Um, th that's why I love it because there's a real mix of things and you can do all kinds of things, including go to these cenotes and these beautiful yes. underwater caves. And, you know, you can go zip lining in the jungle and be like Jane of the Jungle. Uh, you could be healthy, you can, you know, there's uh, plenty of, you know, dancing to do and whatever. I just feel like there's such a great mix of stuff um, and people are really friendly mm -hmm. and, and I love um, the Mexican culture, you know, you have the Mayan culture there. I feel like it's a place of manifestation. I feel like if you put into work what you want to, um, what you want out of life, I feel like you can really make it happen there. I love that so much because I was going to ask, what is like the mental decision for you to leave the hustle and bustle of New York to be like, I want to spend three weeks in Tulum? Like, how do you know you need that for yourself? Well, you know, listen, it's freezing cold in New York. <laughs> You're like, look outside. Everybody's gone, right? And I'm like, um, and I had just finished my cabaret tour. So I did 14 dates in December and I feel really wow. lucky because... You know, I got away with a lot of shows before the Omicron came around. Mm -hmm. So I had to cancel three shows in Miami. 
So I was going to actually go later in January to Mexico, and then my shows got canceled, so I decided to go earlier. Um, you know, one of my crew got COVID, and um, so we couldn't, you know, do those shows. So, you know, it was a no-brainer for me. It was like, okay, going to go a little earlier to Mexico. And, um, and so I did. And for me, like I said, you know, the beach and yoga and, you know, I had a lot of girlfriends down there, so we were doing bikini boot camp, and I was just having such a great time. So I didn't come back until, you know, I had to do something with my fosse, which was Talk Shop Live. Which is what I was about to bring up, because Tulum, you could get shwasted. Oh, for sure. Every people night. People are already wasted before they get on the plane. It's like, yeah. <laughs> when you say Mexico, people are thinking tequila and drugs, right? Yes. Or so. you go to a spot for dinner, and they have the best food, and then at some point, girls pop out of nowhere, they start dancing, the lights go and down. ordering shots. <laughs> and, and then they're dancing, and I'm like, I'm in yeah. a club. Yeah. So, yeah. were you drinking there? I actually wasn't. I, you know, I have my fosé, which I had it shipped. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And do what you need to do. Uh, you got to do what you need to do. And you know, I, um, I take it day by day, though. I don't, you know, I don't go around trying to label myself, yeah. um, because you know, it's it's day by day, and it's you know, it's my goal is to not drink. So I also I can't imagine having to answer to press all the time and I'm yeah. one of them right now mm. having to say where are you at with that right but it right. is kind of like dating and most people are figuring it out but for you yeah it's like what are you where right. are you and how is it exactly well that's why I say I don't like to label myself because um I feel like you know that you're setting yourself up for failure exactly because normally if someone slips which is a right. normal part of the program right. it happens sure. all the fucking time right it's in a private family type environment right. that's very safe and mm -hmm. nurturing, hopefully. Yeah, and that's exactly. not always how the media is. Right. Can we backtrack to how you started Fose? And I want to kind of pick apart your entrepreneurial brain a bit. How did it begin? How did you get it going? Well, it actually started, um, let's see, two summers ago when we were full on COVID. Um, Victoria and I um, weren't drinking and we were like, <laughs> okay, what can we drink? You know, your daughter, we love Heineken and my daughter, Victoria. So mm -hmm. we love Heineken zeros. Uh, but those, you know, they make you bloated and there's a lot of calories in those. Mm -hmm. So we were looking for like, um, you know, anything that we could drink that's like kind of like rosé because we both like rosé. Mm -hmm. And so um, we just couldn't find anything that we really liked. And that's when uh, the idea was basically born, which was like, let's make something. If we can't find it, let's make it. And so, um, so you know, I I'm coined the phrase basically "fosé all day." You it's know? so cute. Listen, I you know I I've been drinking rosé since I've been living in Europe and France, and you know I brought you <laughs> She's know like honey, I brought rosé to the Hamptons. Well, basically, yeah. <laughs> it was like I started drinking rosé, and and everybody started drinking rosé. Yeah. My friend made Whispering Angel. Um, yes. Um, and you know I was there when he made the Chateau and made the wine in France, and um, anyway, so I wanted to have something that would take the stigma out of not drinking. So like, you know, when you go and you order a Perrier at the restaurant mm -hmm. or you ask for a mocktail, you know, it's like, rah, feel rah, she yeah. doesn't drink. So, you know, so I wanted to take kind of the stigma out of it. And I wanted to have something that was already made that was elevated in a beautiful bottle um, because there was really nothing around like that. And I wanted it to be sitting in a big vat of all other rosés and you could have Fosé right in the middle. And you can pick it up, pour yourself a glass, and it looks just like rosé. It tastes very close to rosé. Mm -hmm. And um, and 
And people that way, you're drinking right along with everybody else. And so you can join in the party without having being stigmatized by not drinking. So, um, so, I, so I made this beautiful, not only are there super food ingredients in it, it's, it's amazing. In yeah, because it's taste. hydrating too? It's hydrating too. So it, do, it doesn't take alcohol out of wine. Uh-huh. It, um, it is made with grapes. It's made with vanilla. Oak, oak and tannins and so they're all natural ingredients mm-hmm. um to kind of mimic uh, wine um but with superfood ingredients so um the taste is really delicious we worked really hard to make it you know that a little you know how did you find a little your- tart a little bit you know um vanilla a little oaky so we worked really hard on that um and of course i wanted the bottle to look gorgeous and so i decided to do like a twelve, mm-hmm. you know kind of a a twelve of the ingredients that are actually in the fosé mm-hmm. so you know i'm really excited about how good the taste came out i mean when i first got my samples we were actually filming Housewives, and we were at Ramona's doing that slumber party. I don't know if you remember, and we all had on these pasties, <laughs> and it was like crazy, crazy fun. And I said to Ramona, "Oh my God, my Fosé samples just arrived at your doorstep because I had it delivered there because I wanted all the girls to taste it." So I'm in the kitchen with Ramona, who's like drinking like a maniac, <laughs> and I said, "Do you want to taste the Fosé?" And she's like, "Sure." So we had these tiny little sample bottles. I only had three, so she takes the sample bottle and she chugs it, and she finishes the whole little sample bottle, and she goes. Ah, that was delicious. <laughs> that was so good. I'm like, oh, thanks, Ramona. Like, thanks for saving some for the other girls to taste. Anyway, she, she loved it. And then, all, you know, Leah tasted it. Everybody um, loved and it. And these are not girls that are going to lie to you. They They're are gonna not. They're going to tell you exactly they are how they tell feel. You the truth. So that was my big test was yeah. like, if these girls like it, I'm golden, right? So so they all loved it. And, um, and I was thrilled about that because that was a big test for me. And... Um, and then, you know, we went went ahead and, and started, you know, working on the label, the bottle design, and finally got the taste down after going back and forth quite a few times. So, you know, that's how it started. It really started out of the necessity of me and Victoria wanting something to drink that we just couldn't find. Yeah, I love the personal connection to it. Also, like, the mother-daughter moment. Yes. And I think it's been normalized in our society, like, wine o'clock, where I think there's actually so many women who even listen to the podcast, who every night you're drinking a couple glasses of wine and they're saying like liver problems have skyrocketed with like millennial women mm-hmm. and you know gen x and gen z women <laughs> or mm-hmm. actually gen gen, gen z's z. are too young they shouldn't right. be drinking yeah. wine yeah. Um, but who knows what they're up to right. we don't trust them so anyway <laughs> so this is such a great way to be like you don't have to get fucked up every night even though it's fun mm-hmm. i'm personally not drinking a lot right now either not putting a label on it but right. just if i right. don't i'm not I don't need to. Well, you know, it, this is not for only not for people that that don't want to drink. It, it's for people that do drink as well, because you know whether you don't want to drink for one night or whether you just want to have a glass of rosé and then a glass of fosé and hydrate. Mm-hmm. You know, because you really should be, you know, having a glass of wine and then having some water in between and mm-hmm. having you know some, maybe some more wine. Um, so it's you know whether you not drink for the night or for dry January or you know for months at a time this is a great alternative and like I said you know you can I gave this to a girlfriend who's kind of wasted at my house (laughs) and I swear to God I gave her a glass of Fosé she had no idea that she was not drinking wine because at a certain point with drinking it's about having something in your hand yes and the social feeling and the social feeling and you're in and you're doing and think and that's why the color for me look at the color of that Fosé how gorgeous it is that was so important to me too because it really I wanted it to really 
look like a glass of wine so you feel like you're included in the party. I think alternating Fosé and Rosé sounds like a plan. Yeah, it's a good plan. It's a really good plan. And there's adaptogens in there also that make you feel good and that are good for your liver and all of that. So it's a really good thing. This is countess approved, you guys. (laughs) We're in Petty. I do think that also I've... Um, tried your skincare brand. Oh, right. And there are celebrities all over starting skincare mm-hmm. brands. And I sh- gave some to my mom who went berserk. Oh, really? She oh, compared it to right. Sonia Dakar. Oh, yeah. She said she like, because she loves Sonia Dakar and she was like, this is as good or better. Mm-hmm. And so I know that whatever you put out there, you put your all into. Well, yeah. I mean, this is not something I just put my name on. Exactly. You know, made by, by me and my daughter. And, you know, um, we've gone through a long process. You know, it's been a couple of years now to get this to the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm thrilled. And, you know, everybody's loving it, which is, you know, this is the, this is the part, you know, that's so of course the most important is that you know when you put something out that people are going to really love it and and so far people are loving it so that makes us really happy one thing i really look up to about you is i feel like you are not afraid to try new things despite the fear of failure if that Mm. makes sense because i know a lot of my friends are scared of doing things because they're like but what if i fail right you started a whole cabaret career Mm -hmm. you started a skincare line you put yourself out there on tv are you not scared of failing or like what's going on in that head? Listen, you know, um, I'm, I, I, I'm the kind of person that goes, tackles my fears head on, Mm -hmm. um, because you can always go home, you know, you can always, um, you can, it's easy to retreat, you know? And for me, uh, life is about, you know, trying and if you fail, you fail. And so what, you know, you move on. I love that so much. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm in marriage, the same thing, you know. Listen, I went head on and um, and tackled it and it didn't work out. And, you know, three times the charm, like they say. So yeah. I'm open-minded about it. People are like, are you going to get married again? I'm like, I don't know. But, who knows? You know, who but knows? But you're putting yourself out there. I put myself out there. I, you know, my fishing pole is in the, you know, the line's in the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a little quiet these days, aside from Mexico. I heard Mexico was fun. Yeah, Mexico's a lot of fun. You know, there's a lot of Europeans there also. Yeah. And everyone's fit as fuck. Excuse my friend. Uh, yeah, everyone and shape. everyone's like in a good mentality, and it's just yeah. What's Everybody's your relaxed and class wise? Since you keep me classy, <laughs> sex on the beach is it overrated, underrated, classy, not classy? What's the rules? Sex on the beach? Oh my god, it's been forever since I. <laughs> uh, oh, actually, mm, last year, <laughs> but that was in the water. Does that count? Kind of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess it does. <laughs> close enough. It's on the beach. <laughs> Sand could get a little itchy. Well, you know that's why I mean? the water's better. <laughs> Gets into every crevice. You don't need that. But also, water's not lube. That's important to remember. But I, we don't. Well, you have to I have digress. a hot guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Oh my gosh. Um, I feel like you're very confident though when it comes to talking to men. Do you? Are you fine with being the one who approaches, or do you like to sit back? Oh, I'm fine with that. Oh no, totally. Do you have any advice for girls? I'm like the hunter gatherer type. Same. Do how do you? What advice do you have for starting the conversation or getting the the chutzpah to do it? Um. Well, it's funny. I have a girlfriend who was with me, and uh, she liked a guy, and she was like, "Oh my gosh, what do I say?" And I said to her, "Just simply say, hey, do you want to take a nap?" Sorry, I've got a little cough going on. Um, At the bar. No, 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 no. It's like somebody that they were talking as friends. Yes. And she wasn't sure then how to get to the next level Uh because now they are like little friends, but she wasn't sure how to like, you know, make the next step. 
And I was like, well, just ask him if he would like to take a little nap, you know? You want to take a nap? Wait, I've never heard this. And right. naps turn me on in general. Right. It's my Who favorite. doesn't like a siesta? Who doesn't like a nap? And it could. <laughs> I should say siesta because we're in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to take a little siesta with me? I think so that makes it it's, means it's you want to cuddle. It's sweet. It's like non offensive. It's mm -hmm. like, I think it's, it's not endearing. Creepy. It's not creepy. It's like, do you want to take a siesta? Do you want to have a little nap? You know? be nice just to lay down for a minute. And it goes back to kind of your mentality, which is like, what's the worst thing that could happen? He's say not no. sleepy. Right. There's other guys <laughs> who are. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, what is he going to say? No, you know, well, maybe he will. And then you move on. Mm -hmm. At least you know. I also... If he's interested or not, you know. I don't like talking about women's appearances too much, but I do have to say you naturally are glowing. Nah. What is your, like, your eating regimen or your workout regimen because you are just crushing it uh, well listen I gotta keep up with you over there. <laughs> um, well you know I um, well for the past six days I've been eating chicken soup because I haven't mm. been feeling well so I've been sleeping a lot and home a lot and and I'm tanned from Mexico still. yes that helps um, and you know and I'm I'm happy I'm you know I'm doing my thing I'm happy with with my work I'm you know getting ready for another tour in April mm -hmm. for the cabaret mm-hmm um, I just booked another six shows in New York and I'm doing LA and, um, so, I'll be there. Yeah. That's going to happen in June. Mm -hmm. Um, LA is a little bit further down the road, but you know, I'm doing my thing. You know, I personally would like to have a, um, a good relationship in my life again. So, mm -hmm. um, that's definitely on my list of things to do right yeah. now. Um, so I'm going to take another vacation. I think I might go to Latin America. <laughs> oh, and so are you going and then you find someone there? Well, I feel like um, Latin countries are definitely a good place to meet men. <laughs> well, I remember the first time we hung out, I was like... Europe too, but Europe is a little bit of a mess right now. Yeah, who are your favorite kind of lovers? We love the French. We love the French. God knows I was married to one and had a long-standing relationship with mm -hmm. another. Um, and... You know, I love uh, Latin men, mm -hmm. you know, in general. Mm -hmm. uh, Italian men are not bad. And you get to learn so much about the culture while being pleasured. Exactly. You, know? you feel like a, a more, you know, worldly woman at the end of it all, <laughs> even if it doesn't work out. Right. You know, <laughs> why not? You know, and uh, listen, you know, New York is a little cold and a little quiet right now. So mm -hmm. um, I just feel like it's harder to meet people in New York. And you've been in the socialite scene for so long in New York. Do you sometimes feel like New York is so small? Yeah, and it's hard, you know, and it's hard because people know who I am here also, mm -hmm. you know. Um, being a housewife is not generally a great uh, seducing... For some <laughs> kind, men, it's kind of very first scary. Line out. Yeah, of course, which I totally understand. Mm -hmm. And by the way, you know, I'm not going to be out there trying to put a guy on television. So just letting you guys know out there that that is not my priority. My priority is the guy. Mm -hmm. My... My work is my my priority. The guy is my priority. And it just mm -hmm. depends on the person. Like Jacques was like so comfortable doing the show. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, you know, but for me, if a guy doesn't want to be on television, I wouldn't seriously definitely not put him on television. Yes, it's a thin line because it's your career and you also want to make people happy and entertained. But you can't make a guy go on TV. No, but and a lot And of, it could hurt relationships as well. Uh, of course, and a lot of people, you know, a lot of people have managed to keep their relationships off the show. So yeah. I think that's important. And then sometimes you meet a guy and he loves it and it makes it fun for you too. Exactly. And then sometimes he likes it a little too much and then you're like, wait a second. Exactly. There's all <laughs> kinds, darling. There's the ones that like it too much. They're the ones that, you know, that, that's a big problem. 
problem for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> yeah, and then the ones that don't want to do it at all, which I totally get, mm-hmm. and um, the ones that are really good at it, yeah, enjoy it. So that would be ideal, obviously. Well, I was, I just had Jill Zarin on, and she was saying that she's worried if she was on longer. She thought it was really hurting her marriage because mm-hmm. Bobby was getting more and more involved in a way that he didn't necessarily want to. Yeah, but and he knew it made her happy. Of course, and and Bobby was all about Jill, you mm-hmm. know. But Jill was, you know, totally sucked into the franchise. I mean, mm-hmm. I would tell her, "Listen, let's not talk about Housewives tonight, okay?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I love you, but I don't want to talk about work because I'm break. very good at separating those two things. You know, for me, my personal life is very much separate from the Housewives. Ooh, I just got chills from that because Mm. I also, I sit here and I'm like, how has she done it for so long and still kept kind of a head on your shoulders? Mm. And I think it's because you're able to compartmentalize. Yes. And also as someone who I can take things very personally and I'm so passionate and I get involved in stuff. Mm. How have you been able to navigate not being really kicked out of a friend group for a decade. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've had my moments. You have your moments. I've for sure. had my moments for sure with those women for sure. Especially when um, sometimes that is the point of it is like getting someone to be um, attacked or who's who's on the um, team chopping block. Yeah, who's on whose team? Team, team exactly. Yeah. So, team do you have Lou. any advice for getting? along in a group setting not even on television because sometimes I think group friendships are hard and I feel like you're a very good socializer in terms of just a fun person to hang with well listen you know I grew up with a large family I have six brothers and sisters a lot of people don't know about me and I you know learned early on how to navigate people and and you know how you do that is you know it's like a high wire act you know if you look too much to the right you might fall to the right if you look too much to the left you could fall to the left so you got to kind of try and stay in the middle and that's not easy especially when you're being asked to take sides a lot of time exactly and you know there you know i've been called switzerland i've been called all those things you can call me whatever i you want but at the end of the day you know i'm still in the i'm still in the cast hell yeah (laughs) if you had not done reality tv where would Countess Luann be right now? Do oh, you think? I'd be, you know, I'd be on a scripted series in Los Angeles for sure. Yeah. You know, I was, you know, before Housewives, I was working for Italian television. You mm-hmm. know, television is my um, background. I used to, you know, um, work as an Italian TV star. And so my next uh, jump was to Los Angeles. And I was going to LA when I met my husband skiing in Switzerland. <sighs> so I got sidetracked and, you know, and otherwise I wouldn't have my two beautiful kids Mm -hmm. and, you know, life is interesting because, you know, I took that turn to Switzerland before I went to LA and I never left. So, I mean, I did eventually come back to the States, but, but it took me, you know, 12 years. But I also think that you're meant to be an entertainer Mm -hmm. and the universe didn't know where you were going to entertain, but you did find that. Right. And then, you know, and then I found my calling, which is cabaret from, you know, just from, you know, being on the show, missing that part of, you know, my life that I had before in Italy because I was doing a lot of variety shows in Italy. Yeah. So, you know, this the cabaret was like a great opportunity to put them all together, which was, you know, actually a good friend of mine said, Todd Allen, he said, Luann, you love to host parties, you love to sing for your friends, and you love to tell jokes. You're a cabaret star. I was like, really? You think? And he goes, you got to meet my friend Ben Rimlauer. And... So Ben and I met, and he was a big fan of The Housewives and, and of course, of Broadway. And um, and anyway, it was like magic when the two of us met, and that's how the cabaret started. Yeah. 
how do you deal with <clears throat> the people who are like reality TV people who, you know, want to judge and criticize and then you're trying to just like do your art and entertain people. How do you deal with all the critiques? You know, I don't, if I listen to what people said, you know, I wouldn't do half the stuff that I do. You no. can't sing, you can't do this, you can't do that, you know. Um, I've heard that all day long. You know, my cabaret shows are really, I don't proclaim to be the best singer. That's not what it's about. You know, you're invited to my living room is what's happening. Mm -hmm. And you're... And you're you know, going to get a fucking <laughs> you're performance. You're going to get a show. And, you know, and you're going to enjoy the ride, you know, because you just, that's just what I do. And it's, it, you know, it's um, it's about the stories. It's about the, you know, it's about the joke telling. It's about, you know, how the music is intertwined in my life and how, you know, how it re relates to me. So it's a very personal journey that you're taking at my shows. And, you know, I don't, a lot of people that have seen my shows and, you know, the proof is in the pudding because yeah. I keep going back on tour and I keep on selling tickets and selling them out. Mm -hmm. So I must be doing something Right. Of course. Right. And and I also think that you have become kind of larger than life where people see you and have something they feel connected to you right. about, whether it's like a funny thing you said that they right. never forget or something that you did that made them believe in themselves. Right. So you've kind of gotten... You have hit a million followers on Instagram. I just want to congratulate you. My Thank mom you. my mom told me today she she was like, Tell her I said congrats oh, on so sweet. But it's it's kind of crazy. Yeah, no, it's cool. Yeah, it's great. It's you know, listen, I've been at this for a long time. <laughs> yeah. You know, obviously if I was better at social media, I'd have more followers. But <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, and I just love my fans. You know, I love the fans. I love that they are there to catch me when I fall. Yeah. They're there to support me, you and know. you've given them. So oh my gosh, much. It's, you know, I've I've given them a lot of my life, and you know, and it's been it's been an amazing ride. Listen, it hasn't been pretty a lot, mm -hmm. um, but for the most part. Um, but that's you know, why I think people love you. Well, yeah, you know, it's you know, life is not perfect, and I'm certainly not one of those people that are perfect. So. You know, I think that people can relate to that, the struggle. You know, I've been through divorce. I've been, <laughs> I've been gotten knocked to my knees and had to, get, you know, stand back up and publicly humiliated. And you know, a lot of things happened to me. And I, you know, and that's, you know, why I've been on the show for so long, I guess, because it's not a pretend life. It's a real life. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not... There's nothing fake about it. No. <laughs> you know? And I feel like there could have been so many times that you were like, I'm so... Um, I've been so shamed or like this is yeah. so not the person that I wanted to show right. that I'm going to quit. Right. But you always go back. back and go, are you ready to see? Yeah, right. Like the old Wayne can't come to the phone right now because yeah, right. you just keep reinventing. I mean, you are the Madonna of Bravo, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I love it. When was the last Viva time? Viva la diva. Yes. <laughs> when was the last time you like did not have confidence in yourself and then were able to get it back? Oh gosh, you know, listen, you know, we all have our moments like, um, you know, I would say probably, you know, recently coming back from Mexico and having so much fun and being like surrounded by this communal kind of lifestyle and then coming to New York, it's a very, it can be a very lonely place. And I was not well, I was like sick for a week. So mm -hmm. I was like enclosed in my apartment and I was like, this is depressing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> I want to go back to Mexico, you know? Mm -hmm. um, you know, I have my moments, you know? I, I think everybody does where it's like, you know, um, um, you know, where you're not at your best, where you feel like, you know, I got to do something different now with my life, you know? Um, we're waiting to hear about Housewives coming back again, mm -hmm. you know, for New York. And, 
you know, so it's been it's been challenging, you know, like where what is next for me? You I mean, know? your plot is always exciting. Your storyline <laughs> is always exciting. There's always something going on. Well, you know, let's hope the next storyline is the next love of my life. Let's, you know, that's yes. that and, you know, and obviously I'm, you know, so thrilled with the Fosé and and Cabaret and continuing to do what I love to do. Um, so let's see what lies around the corner for me and what surprises are in store. I am so excited. <laughs> me too. We've, we also <laughs> talk in the podcast sometimes about the concept of like decentering men from your life, which is like a lot of the time society makes it like when women finally get a husband, yeah. you, that is the, the goal. And that, like, even though yeah. like I, I'm planning a wedding and I'm like, this is what people are celebrating the most ever for me when I've done so many things that were like way harder. Right. And like, I mean, it's a beautiful well, you haven't thing been to married celebrate. Yet. <laughs> I haven't, that's <laughs> the joking. hard part probably. No, I'm, um, I'm scared. So anyway, <laughs> but they celebrate it. Like she's found a man. Mm -hmm. And I love that despite that you're like, searching you're trying out different people it's never stopped you from like all these endeavors that have made you even more of like an interesting person right well you know i i i, uh, I don't really hmm, i don't know if searching is the right word because i don't really search because i feel like these things happen when they're supposed to happen true and i feel like you have to put yourself in the right place true you know it's called timing and being in the right place at the right time because if you force it you could right. you could hook up with a hot dude anywhere, anywhere. that is wrong for you because you right. really want it. Right. Yeah. No, I'm not all about I really want it. I'm all about I really want the right one and I'll know when he comes around the corner. Can we manifest a little like some things you're looking for? Because you've probably learned a lot what you like and don't like. Up oh, I manifested point. a guy in Mexico already. <laughs> I mean, and I told you, it's a place of manifestation. Yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, I, I feel like if you really want something, you have to really put your heart and soul into it. Mm. Meaning, you know, first of all, being happy in the knowing that it's okay if you don't have somebody. Yes. Being happy in the knowing that you're okay on your own. Mm -hmm. You know, being happy in the knowing with... Um, with what you're doing in your life is putting you in the place that you want to be. And that opens up an energy that brings other people into your force field. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it attracts like the right kind of energy. And happiness and energy are so important. So that's why I love yoga and meditation and all that stuff, because I feel like it just puts you in the right zone. And I feel like people don't do enough of those kind of things, which is to really get, you know, try and get as centered as you can in yourself and and comfortable in yourself so that you're attracting the right people around you. You know what I mean? Like You nailed it. You know, having good friends that are on the same page as you. Um, you know, it's always good to have a wingman, obviously. Yeah. Not too many wingman. You don't want to go out with a group of girls. Shoot, it scares the hell That's out of men. That's like the kiss of death. Um, I, in fact, a girlfriend of mine is like, shouldn't we invite so-and-so? Because I'm thinking about going to Latin America. And I said, you know, I think we should roll the two of us. <laughs> You know, two is two great. Is the, exactly. Two you girls. find two other guys, next thing you know, you're sitting down, it's a exactly. party. You get a table of two, mm -hmm. you can sit at a bar, two people to have dinner at a bar, if, you know, if you want to. I think it's just easy to roll with two girls instead of Do you ever just go into a fancy restaurant and sit at the bar? I used to when I was drinking. I used to hit up the Carlisle. Mm. <laughs> and I generally never left alone. <laughs> well, I, I, I went, I've been out with you once or twice, and there's always a man that comes to our table, and you have to awkwardly tell him, I'm sorry, I'm with my girlfriend right now. So you, they are moths to the light when it comes uh, well, to you. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I don't know about that, but but thank you. But you are right in terms of you can't just want a certain energy. You have to yeah. give off that yeah, energy. Yeah, you have to. You have to have the energy to get the energy. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Final question. When you are going through your darkest time for mm. the Burning in Hell listeners, what advice would you give to people on how to cope with your hell when you're in it? Get up and do something. You know, I... You know, like I said, I've been like in bed for six days with this cold. And, you know, yesterday I said, you know what? I'm going to get up and I'm going to go and have a manicure across the street. Hell yeah. I'm going to get my nails done. <laughs> I'm going to, you know, and I, you know what I had to do to do that? I had to put on makeup, didn't I? A little bit. Mm -hmm. I had to put on a little bit of eyeliner, <laughs> a little mascara and a little lipstick. And then you know what I did? I got my, ordered myself like a healthy green juice. Mm -hmm. And then I listened to Joe Dispenza. And that always makes me feel better. I love that. Do you know Dr. Joe Dispenza? Yes, yes. He's amazing. And so, you know, you, positive affirmations to yourself. Mm -hmm. I, so that's one of the... So I'll start with that, which is like, okay, stop feeling sorry for yourself, okay? Life is good. Mm -hmm. You know, you got two healthy kids. You know, you have, you know, I think I have a career. <laughs> <laughs> More than a career. Uh, Andy. Uh, <laughs> I, um, you know, um, there's so many things that we should be grateful for that we forget about. So I think, you know, doing affirmations of, of gratitude are so important. And just getting up and getting out and putting a little rosy cheek on your face and mm -hmm. put a little lipstick on. And go you don't get even a need a whole glam squad. No, you just don't. No, <laughs> a little you mascara. Don't. A little mascara, a little pink on the cheeks and a little lipstick goes a long and way. And the next thing you know, you're having kind of a funny conversation with the manicurist yeah, and, and you're out I of your start, own oh, I started talking to a lady who lives in the neighborhood and she was old. <laughs> and she was so adorable though. She had blue eyeshadow on. I mean, oh. she re reminded me a little bit of Betty White kind of situation. And she was like, she looks over at me and she says, did you see that one manicure girl? She's working about four ladies at the same time. <laughs> they get you in here, they take your nail polish off, and then they sit you down, and then they're like, I'll be right back. And in the meantime, she's seen three other girls. So we started talking. I go, I go she goes, do you live in the neighborhood? Yeah. I said, yes, I do. And here I am talking to like an 85-year-old woman with blonde hair and blue eyeshadow on who just delighted me. Mm -hmm. You know, I have an, a special, you know, thing for the elderly in any case because I was a geriatric nurse mm -hmm. um, back in the day. And so, you know, she just made me smile. And I thought to myself, you see, here you go. I changed my whole day by going to have this silly manicure. And I needed it because I was in Mexico for three weeks. It was bad. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> but you are tan. And you, but I the am light tan. And the I've got nobody so to good. show it to today, but doesn't mean I won't have somebody to show it to tonight. Oh, and there will be clips. Who, who knows? knows who's going to see the clips? And yeah, who knows what's going on tonight? And it's a real tan, so it's not going to be on the sheets. Uh, Luann, <laughs> tell me the updates of where people can purchase the Fose, where people can watch you, listen to you, go to your shows. Give me the goods. Okay, I'm going to give you the goods. So you can go to drinkfose.com and you can get two bottles for like $37 or something right now. Mm -hmm. So it's awesome. Um, we've been selling a lot of the Fosé, which is incredible. Um, we are going to be going, hopefully, into restaurants soon. Um, and we're talking about, you know, um, distribution right now. So um, Logistics. Logistics. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's doing really well, and I'm super pleased that everyone is loving it. Yeah. So check it out at yeah, drinkfosé.com. And, of course, my cabarets 
tickets are going to go back on um, for April soon in New York. So you can go to countessluann.com for everything. I'm so excited. For everything that's happening with the cabaret. And uh, by the way, uh, the Ultimate Girls Trip is going to be on Bravo now. <gasps> um, it's coming... Uh, it's on Peacock, but um, it's going to be... And Peacock's aired. been doing great. And Peacock's I've heard been doing great. And our show, like, killed it for Peacock. Real so quick. about that. How was it filming not with kind of your normal friend group? Oh, the Ultimate Girls Trip was fantastic. I mean, I got to tell you, you know, Kyle was a blast. Mm -hmm. um, I thought she was going to be like the stuck-up aunt of Paris, but she ended up being really fun and yeah. chill and relaxed and really loved her. And, you know, and I didn't know... Um, you know, I know Cynthia from Atlanta, but I didn't know Kenya, so I was a little, you know, trepidatious about her because I heard she could throw a lot of shade. <laughs> and uh, she did throw a lot of shade, but I ducked and Ramona got the shade. So. <laughs> <laughs> you matrixed it and Ramona's yeah. like, here I am. Uh, well, Ramona, you know, Ramona got a lot of shade. But we were all looking trip. forward to the Ramona-Kenya clash. Oh, my gosh. That was that was. Just got to step back. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, and, you know, so, you know, and the Jersey girls were were great. And so it was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, they spent a lot of money on that show. I mean, there were we had like sixty crew. There were wow. there were you know um, how do you call these um, things flying around um, <laughs> the drones the drones um, and you saw the visuals on that show which is insane was insane. Well, also if you're gonna get it, let's be honest, it's an all star crew. It was amazing. They need to bring it, they, and they, they did. It. They did bring it, and so did we, and it was ended up doing really well. So now they're um, airing it on Bravo starting in February. Wow, I'm so proud of you. Guys, thank you, thank you so much for listening to Burning Hell, and I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>